1: The latest episode of KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KCSN. It's the headlines, rumors, stories, and stats people are talking about to get you through the day and caught up with all things Chiefs. Different guests each week with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, proudly presented by DraftKings, begins now.
2: Hello and welcome into to today's episode of KCSN Update. Guess what? The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. We're here to talk about it. I'm here with Craig Stout, one third of the KC Laboratory. Super excited to talk about this game. But before we get into the game, I've got to tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. The stage is set and we're counting down to the battle in Arizona. There's no better way to get ready for the NFL action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take up a shot at even bigger payouts with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Boost your Super Bowl fifty seven winnings with each leg you add up to one hundred percent. I love the DraftKings sportsbook app; it's phenomenal. User experience is great. Same game parlays—you can get so much, so much dubs, so much dubs out of those.
3: I so much. I mean, you, you are constantly referencing the DraftKings sportsbook app. Here in Vegas, we have sportsbooks everywhere, and can't he is still
2: it. constantly using it. Yes, you can't use it here, but I try my best. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that code KCSN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Obviously, void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Craig, thank you for joining me. Uh, super excited to get to talk to you about this game.
3: Yes, I'm super excited to talk about this game because. I mean, they they won another AFC champion. This has become an old hat. Like this is yes. this is crazy at this point. It, my time as a chief fan, I've obviously you know been around this team for a long time. I've been a fan of this team for a long time. I, being around and following what they've done over the years, it is surreal. Still, it does not get any easier when you sit there and you look at this. Just your team's playing in the Super Bowl again three times mm-hmm. and I know I right? I love that we always we could just call it three times in four years like we could we right. could exclude chop out that first one but it's still so good for Patrick Mahomes to say three times in five years with Mahomes as a starter I mean right that's ludicrous absolutely ludicrous
2: it's insane and the it feels like the further we'll get away, the further more perspective we'll have mm-hmm. um on this game. And even as we get further away from the, the Chiefs beating the Bengals, we were obviously live after the game. If you haven't checked out the live post-game right. show, go right. listen to that, go watch it, because we're at the Blue Wire Studios here in Las Vegas. Incredible studio, oh, incredible right. people who run in that right. studio as well. Um so make sure you go check that out if, if you haven't already. But Craig and I are here to talk about some three three groups, three groups on this team, not necessarily position groups, but just three. Groups of players that stepped up uh, during the safety championship game that, that were absolutely vital, absolutely huge. And first, I want to talk about some updates that um, Andy Reid gave in a Zoom press conference following the game uh, on, on Monday morning. Uh, there's a lot of talk going on, on Twitter. Uh, lots of talk from the players to, uh, you know, you, a lot less. The talk from Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. A little less.
3: Or a lot less from Cincinnati?
2: Uh, a lot less from Cincinnati. Uh, it seems like Cincinnati is doing all the talking coming in now. Kansas City is doing all the talking now. There's tweets from, it seems like, every player from practice squad <laughs> members to active players and uh, superstars like Patrick Mahomes had the tweet. I, Who do you think you are? I am. GIF. <laughs> what's incredible. Uh, Travis Kelsey talking smack.
3: But uh, I mean, he was doing that in the post game, So like that, yeah,
2: didn't didn't stop. I mean, Joshua Williams, you got uh, Colin Saunders out here tweeting pictures, smoking cigars. Tommy Tommy Townsend out here smoking cigars. Everybody's celebrating the game. And I think the biggest kind of uh, point, you know, Andy always starts his press conference with this. This comes from Charles Goldman at uh, the uh, Chiefs Wire. He also helps us out with the KCS and daily newsletters. If you don't subscribe to KCS and daily, you can find a link in the description to do that. No new injuries from uh, chief's head coach, Andy Reed this morning. Huge. Uh, now there are injuries, obviously after nothing new, nothing yeah. new, mm-hmm. no new updates coming, um, but no new injuries, especially after a game when, the adrenaline settles down and then those guys think, wait a oh, minute, man. you know, my, my ribs are kind of hurting They're like because we saw Isaiah Pacheco take some shots.
3: Yes, we did. And then we saw Isaiah Pacheco dancing in the locker room. And that, that knee looks good, guys. Yeah. It, it looks great.
2: <laughs> I think he's fine. Uh, Andy, we did talk about Jerry Sneed's concussion uh, mm-hmm. that he that he does have. That kid has done a great job for us. He, he was going to cover Jamar Chase. He called him number one obviously that's just what Andy does yeah. if he can be back he'll be back if he can't we'll go another direction is what Andy so said. i mean so, that, that
3: that's interesting i yeah. i do love that little nugget there I, that's the first time that i've heard that we were noting during the live stream because we did the full live stream of that by the way it's a lot of fun if you start like towards the end right, right there to see some of the emotions but legerious need there at the beginning was not shadowing they were playing a lot of zone was not shadowing jamar chase so the note there he was going to cover Jamar Chase. Yeah. Yep. I. Interesting to note there.
2: It is, especially when you start to think about later in the game, Jamar Chase had some plays. Yes. I think Jerry Sneed might have been able to play a little bit better than yeah, get some up of on the, the ball yeah, and make, yes. a,
3: make a play in the air. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's, that's interesting to uh, talk about. And especially with this week, it's a little kind of wonky mm-hmm. with, the, with the week off before the Super Bowl, everything like that. Yeah. Coach We're used Reed, to it, though. We are. We are used to it. Coach Reed said, uh, we'll take this like we have. Just, you know, and and, and we can talk about as like a as a game plan. Yeah, is what we'll do it as. Um, So if you're wondering, that's how the Chiefs are going to play it. And there's obviously a ton of storylines and we're obviously gonna have a ton of podcasts for you leading up to uh, the Super Bowl. But one of the easiest storylines probably is Chiefs playing the Eagles. Andy Reid was head coach of the Eagles at one point Uh, for 14 seasons. He said, well, when you really cut to the chase on it, they're really good football team. When it's kickoff, you're playing that team. It's against the players and the coaches. You're going against the uniform and all that. That's not where your mind's at. Um,
3: Sure. You know, business
2: as usual. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Now, he's saying that, of course, it's going to mean something. It's going to mean something to him. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think that. This would be a wild one if it was for Andy Reid's first. But because he's got one under his belt, you know, he's played the Eagles since then. This isn't something and the Eagles have they sent him out, but it wasn't bad blood on the way out. And I do think that that matters because I do think that that Andy has a genuine respect for that organization and they do for him as well. So it's not going to be like, a oh, you know, put him up. This is going to be a mean a lot, but it is still going to mean a lot. I mean, for Andy Reid, that is where he had his home for a long, long time. It's where some of these assistants came from too. I mean, yeah. it's not just Andy. There's a lot of these guys that were in Philly with Andy, so it is going to mean something just a little bit extra. But we're never going to hear that from Andy Reid.
2: Right. Brett Veach was a guy who started with him in Philly, absolutely. So I mean, there's a lot of ties there, really between both of these. These both of these teams have a lot of ties to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, really cool to see Jalen Hurts trains with Bobby Stroop. Yeah. Who trains, as you know, Patrick Mahomes. So like, there's a lot of AJ
3: Brown went to high school with, with Willie, Willie Gate Gay Jr. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. And
3: AJ and Brown shouting out Willie Gay. That was really cool yes. to see on Twitter there. Yeah,
2: it was super cool. Um, And let's talk about Chris Jones a little bit. Uh, Andy Reid said he huge impact. He was relentless. He did against the run and in the past, you know, kind of the biggest knocks against Chris Jones in the past has been his kind of his. Uh, uh, let's say lackadaisical nature in the run game. Sometimes his his choosing of spots when to play uh, did not have that problem uh, last night.
3: Or all year. I yeah, mean, realistically, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what the evolution of his game under Joe Cullen has been. We've talked extensively about that, but he was a terror in the run, pass, any element. He was getting doubled most of the night, and that double was displaced three yards into the backfield. And Absolutely. that ruins run fits. That ruins everything for the opposition. It, it's just so hard to take care of him. And yeah, he was phenomenal.
2: Last quote from uh, Brett Beach here, or not Brett Beach? Just saw a picture of Brett Veach. Yeah, and that made me think of him from Andy Reed here about uh, sky Moore, And, and then we'll all oh, yeah. use this and we'll get into kind of what we're going to talk about, kind of these three groups that stepped up. Uh, this was Andy Reed's quote. Listen, if he can get back and have success doing other things as a receiver, maybe we can come back to this. That's what happened uh, with this and the injuries that took place, talking about him as a punt returner. Um, so let's talk about him as a punt returner, Yo, right? Man. Because that was, and I, and I even said to you, Craig, during the live stream uh, on the return, like, uh, it had to be. Had to be. It had to be Sky Moore in a punt return situation. Everyone all year was saying, "Get him out of there." What is he doing back there? And it had to be Sky Moore coming up with the biggest return of his career, of his young career, but coming out there doing that, doing that big return. Um, I thought he really stepped up uh, when they really needed him the most.
3: Absolutely. I you. <laughs> it's going to be a theme in this podcast, but I mean, is Tony goes down. Cole Hardman goes down. Right. Justin Watson is unavailable like he's the punt returner. It, like there there was not another option. An option yeah. There was not another option there, especially since Trent McDuffie, another guy that we saw repping at times, was banged up. Like I and mean, he's still out there toughing it out and playing, but you didn't want to put any more reps on that. Dave Tobe has to be sitting there right now watching what Sky Moore did on that punt return and go That's why I was doing it, guys. Like, I, you know, this is why we were doing this in training camp. We repped this. We saw this. We knew what he could do. That's why I kept giving him those reps. That's why we kept doing it. And it wasn't just that punt return, there was the other punt return that also was an excellent return. Sky Moore had a phenomenal day, and it wasn't just on offense. And so it has to be vindicating, not just for Sky Moore, who had been vilified. And mm-hmm. I mean, you can point to some of those games that you know, special teams, blunders, errors, right. turnovers. You can point to some of those games. It's like, it was either closer than it needed to be, or it was a loss because of sky more because of special teams. So having sky more step up, play such a big role on this. Yeah, you're right. It had to be in order to write this story, the way that it's been written, it had to be sky more and nobody else.
1: Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports
2: Network, and it had to be Cincinnati too, yes. right? Like yeah. it had to be Cincinnati. Yes. It had to be Sky Moore. I, it's one of those redemption arcs that you just absolutely you love to see. You know, <laughs> I know that kind of term is thrown out there a lot, but really that, that redemption arc of of not only. I mean, we, Let's talk about just the whole special teams unit as a whole. Yeah, because we knew going into this game, the special teams were going to play an absolutely huge part of this in this football game. And it's a third of the game. You know, we were out here at the, at the Shrine Bowl. It's yeah. a third of practice. Like they're they're spending plenty <laughs> some, of time. out. Some, the-
3: sometimes more than a third. Unfortunately, <laughs> some of these stabs. But, you know, yeah, it
2: happens. It, it is. But I think that one of those things when you really kind of put it into perspective, Harrison Bucket really stepped up. Yes, Tommy Townsend had good punts. When Tommy needed Townsend to have had, good had punts, monster punts. He had good holds. Yes, I mean, it's not something you talk about, but he had good holds when he needed to have good holds. Uh, I remember when the Chiefs elected to punt late in the game. I think it was close to the two-minute warning yep. to give the ball back to the to the Bengals. That was a head-scratching decision, I think, on many levels. But the punt that Tommy Townsend did, I think, Phenomenal. put him down at the mm-hmm. seven.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We can have a conversation about fourth-down decision making, all that. But sure. still, puts them down at the seven, forces yep. them to have to make a drive. They do convert on a couple of times. Ultimately, didn't hurt him. Mm -hmm. And starting that drive at the seven is a whole lot different than starting at the 20 if he does put that in the end. Absolutely. So I think that if
3: they start that at the 20 and they they move the ball the way that they did, they're they're probably going for in
2: McPherson range, at least.
3: Absolutely. They're they're probably going for a fourth down at the very worst case scenario in that spot. Yes.
2: And it's. It's something that this year, I mean, we talked about special teams blunders. Dave Tobe has too much control. Mm-hmm. It, everything like that. We 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 talked about that all year. It was one of the biggest reasons I think that the Chiefs won this game. And you we talked is. about Sky Moore and, and the returns. You could say that's the reason they lost the Colts game. Yep. You could say uh there's the you know the Kadarius Tony fumbled and ended up hurting him, and even like when you got different guys back there that were still special teams blunders, but what it mattered the most, they came through.
3: And in that scenario when you are that depleted we talked a, about this a little bit last night when you're that depleted and you have to have guys that step up special teams is where you are cannibalizing from because it is a third of the game but it's a third of the game that kind of you know kind of gets guys shoved into it a little bit i mean you can make the argument that dave tobe had his quote unquote worst special teams roster this year because yeah. they eliminated a lot of the veterans. They moved on from a lot of guys that played those special roles that Dave Tobe really liked. And they were relying on a lot of young players, a lot of new players, a lot of rookies. And so it took a little while to get there. And in this moment, right then and there, that was the biggest part. It really needed to be perfect in that phase because one blunder in that phase is the difference between this Harrison Butker misses a field goal this is an extra point. This is this is going a completely different way. The game plan is vastly different in all of those scenarios. So being perfect on that side of the ball was absolutely necessary for this team.
2: So let's talk about the game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, that game plan got turned upside down quickly. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster came out and said it was a fire game plan. We saw some of the stuff that they had yeah. early on. Uh, it looks fun. It did look fun. I can see how somebody would think that was a fire game plan. Juju leaves. Uh, Justin Watson, unavailable with an illness. So you're already down a couple guys very early. And then you're looking at Marcus Kemp getting serious reps. Sky Moore stepped up, played very well. MVS had the best game of his career. Monster game. Um, I don't think that's hyperbole to say it's his best game of his career.
3: I, I think he might agree with that. Uh, I really do. Yeah, yes.
2: Especially on the stages it was at. I think the, mm-hmm. the way that they played uh, was incredible. And that's kind of the second group we want to talk about is that wide receiver group as a whole. And there's many ways that we can go with just like the wide receiver group, the coaching staff adapting to that as well, I think is another thing that's just incredible. But Craig, what were kind of your, your thoughts on the wide receivers?
3: I mean, when you're that far into your depth chart, like, I mean, I know there's a lot of comparison between the way that Joe Burrow played last night, the way Patrick Mahomes played last night, who had more big time throws, turnover, worth, whatever. Don't just ignore all of that. One of those guys was throwing to three really, truly good top shelf receivers. Yes. The other one was throwing to an injured, hobbled Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and a bunch of guys that haven't done hardly anything for the Chiefs this year. I mean, it's not to run them down. It's a very tough group to crack into with Juju Smith-Schuster out there, Kadarius Tony, Nicole Hardman. It is a tough group to try and crack into. And so to be able to lean on those guys and put them in those scenarios is an incredible feat by just the coaching staff, those players for working their asses off to make sure that they got it to that point. I They were so deep in their depth. Marcus Kemp was playing that Justin Watson role for a lot of the game. It wasn't just because of the injury there that he was forced into action because he was playing a lot of those roles became almost a full-time player by right. the end of that. I mean, the chiefs, yes, they were relying on some heavy personnel a little bit here and there, but they had to go deep into their wide receiver rotation to run anything with 11 personnel. And I think you saw a little bit of that with maybe some of the play clock scenarios, you know, yeah, get the play in, yeah. get the play in, and, Try and just get some yards, try and get a positive impact there because they're in the middle of the game and they had all those injuries just seemed like they were a little bit lost as to what they needed to do. And a lot of that can be chalked up to those injuries. They flipped it there in the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter. All of a sudden it became, okay. we figured out how to use these guys. We figured out how to implement them. And it was very effective again.
2: It was, and that's a testament to, uh, to Andy Reid, to Eric Bieniemy, to everyone, everyone, all uh, yes. that staff, like Joe Meyer Yes, there you go. Uh, I think that's that's the biggest thing to me is that you know Marcus Kemp was a practice squad call up because of what the Bengals did to Chris Lamonts, right? And ultimately, they needed him. They needed him badly like they needed him for, and i we started talking too because i was thinking amir smith marset i think was a call up for the spot yes. and was he was active. In mm-hmm. but it got to the point where i was like okay what happens is one of the these other guys go down because like it wasn't out of the question at that no, point you had wasn't. everyone going down so it, it was huge to see i think sky Moore come in step up. everyone talks about wanting to see more sky Moore, right i think that's what people want to see seeing him able to step up in that situation i think the biggest takeaway though Marcus Kemp just being able to come in there. Yeah. You know, I know he's been in this. He's been with the organization for a while. He's been, you know, that's the guy you want on your practice squad. Yeah, really A veteran like that who can come in and really in a in a really tight bench when you really need him. He was there and he did, he did what he needed to do. He didn't drop really anything. He caught everything that was thrown to him. So yeah. That's
3: crucial that's conversion. All you can crucial catch
2: cru- conversion. True. You get that
3: out of Marcus Kemp in a playoff game <laughs> when you need it. I mean, you're you're taking that to the bank. You absolutely are. Yeah,
2: Two weeks off week off. But then they'll get back and have a game prep week leading into the Super Bowl. I believe that'll be uh February twelfth is the Super Bowl. Wow. In Arizona where they started the season. Another very uh important kind of storyline. Let's flip to the defensive side of the ball because where we started the season in Arizona, we got to see a look a half of Trent McDuffie. Yes. But not only that, half of Trent McDuffie, we got to see some other rookie corners come up oh. and, and, and play. And that rookie DB group stepped up tremendously after LeJarrius Sneed's injury.
3: I mean, yeah, LeJarrius Sneed is a massive loss. It just is. Yeah. The the amount of things that you can do in the secondary, the amount of things that you can run from a coverage perspective is very difficult when you lose a guy like that a veteran player like that we were sitting at the shrine bowl talking to some of our some of our friends down here fe- fellow analysts that are sitting down there and we were talking about losing luxurious need and everybody to a man is just sitting there going man you know that all of a sudden your coverage playbook just disappears like it really yeah. does like you know yeah. and so the feat that those rookie corners were able to pull off was pretty amazing yes they got got a couple times those are good receivers really good receivers yeah. there but Each one of them stepped up and played an important role. Jalen Watson comes up with an interception on a duck thrown by Joe Burrow, but a great job of staying in phase, getting it done. And then turn around. Brian Cook makes one of the plays of the game on that diving tipped yeah. pass up to Joshua Williams, another rookie corner stepping in for Lejarius Sneed. Trent McDuffie made some absolutely crucial tackles. They were targeting him a little bit on a couple of slips and falls and things like that. They played better than the stat line is going to show. Yes. And I think that, you know, nobody's going to look back at this game as a chief fan and say, Oh, the rookie corners didn't play well. I think everyone's going to look back and say that they played well, but I think that they played even better then we're really going to look at and say because you look back at the stats and go, ah, eh, they gave up a whole bunch of yards.
2: A lot of those whole bunch of yards happen on like two or three plays. Right?
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, when you talk about, there's a one Hayden Hurst play. I think it was on the third and sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what happened, and then it almost seems like those inevitable plays, right? Jump balls to Jamar Chase, the jump balls to T. Higgins. They and do I, that better than
3: any receiver do. group in the league. They yeah.
2: do, and that's what they do. They work at the catch point. They're very good at the catch point. Two wide receivers that. Can get it done there when, yeah. when you throw a 50 50 ball it's more like 75 25 yeah um and it's it's just one of those things they're gonna get theirs and as long as you can you can kind of limit that i thought the rookie corners did a really good job and you mentioned brian cook i mentioned that's Ken swanson we were doing we were watching the extended mm-hmm. highlights that they had um and just like man Brian Cook played really well. Really well. He played really well. That's I about the fourth
3: know, week in a row that he played really yes, well. Yeah.
2: Yes. Um. It, it was it was great to see. Even on the defensive pass interference, he got there early. He did that was pass interference. It was. It was. But still playing that uh, the I way he did. It, yeah. I I, I I loved it. I yeah. loved the way how he played that. But yeah. Um. Super excited about how this defense is going forward. Good to see some. Positive news about uh LeJerry Obviously, kind of too hard to tell with the concussion the sure. protocol and everything like that. You now, two still in the concussion protocol. I, so, know. I know, um, yeah, who knows how that'll be. Uh, we're out here in Vegas at the Shrine Bowl. You know, who won't be out here at Vegas here in a little bit for the Pro Bowl is the yeah. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah, uh, they're gonna be playing in the Super Bowl oh, against yeah. the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, but at least
3: they still get those honors get that money get that get that credit i know that we talk about the pro bowl a lot it's just kind of one of those uh you know it doesn't really matter to playing flag football this year and all that they stuff are. it matters to those players and yeah. so yeah they get to skip it yeah you know you can kind of discard it as a chief fan, but remember how important that is to some of them contract incentives things like that i mean orlando brown jr's got a contract coming up and you you best believe that he's going to be talking about the fact that he's a four straight pro bowls here so it, <laughs> yeah. i mean it matters
2: it does they're going to yeah. be throwing out those uh honors ken swanson made a point last night Patrick one will be at the nfl honors uh travis Kelsey won't be at the nfl honors oh, uh it's a real shame
3: they're losing their star power over there they are oh, i
2: don't know who they're gonna have to call on to, to you know make fun of all oh, you, know. Jokes, and, you know
3: oh that's too bad because chris jones won't be there either <laughs> uh, defensive <laughs> player the year candidate oh, mm-hmm.
2: it's too bad that stinks. Really That's really too bad. Well, uh, I'm excited for this game. Obviously, we'll have plenty. Don't worry. Don't <laughs> worry. We'll have plenty of content for you, uh, getting you ready for not only the Super Bowl but everything else leading up in in the uh, middle of the week and all the storylines that are going to be coming out from this game. Because there's certainly going to be plenty. We're already one day into into, into all of this. We've got all kinds of storylines. So thank you for watching this episode of KCS Update. Shout out to uh, DraftKings and everyone who is watching and supporting us. If you like this video, make sure to drop a like. If you're listening on their favorite podcast platform, follow us there so you don't miss an episode. I'm Tucker Franklin. That's Craig Stout. You can catch him on the KC Laboratory coming out tonight. Super excited for that. So until then, we'll talk to you next time.
1: KC Sports Network.